Addiction is a problem that's getting worse in the United States. In 2022, over 100,000 people in this country died from overdose. Even people who want to get help sometimes struggle getting access to care, especially in rural areas like the North Country. But there are places that can help. We meet a volunteer at a recovery group in Malone on today's Story of the Day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Clarkson University, offering over 95 programs of study with campuses in the Hudson Valley, Central, and Northern New York. More at clarkson.edu. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Friday, December 15th. First up, a Rochester Institute of Technology student who went missing more than three weeks ago has been found safe and alive. Matthew Grant's disappearance prompted a massive search that included the Adirondacks. WHAM-TV reports that police in the town of Delaware Water Gap, Pennsylvania, found Grant's car on Tuesday, which sparked search and rescue efforts in the area Wednesday. Grant learned about the search effort and stopped at a nearby police station where he called his mother to tell her he was safe and coming home. Grant was last seen on November 20th. Various media outlets reported that he'd been looking at maps of the Adirondacks and the Appalachian Trail that night. His car had been tracked at a throughway exit in Syracuse. In a Find Matthew Grant Facebook group, he said he wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who helped in the search. St. Lawrence County's public bus ridership is reaching new heights. The number of rides this year has already surpassed last year's record-breaking total. Catherine Wheeler reports it comes as the county will have a new way to count passengers to get better data on where people are traveling. Last year, there were more than 97,000 rides on St. Lawrence County's buses. By the end of this October, that number passed 109,000, already making this year the highest usage ever for the county's bus system. St. Lawrence County's mobility manager, Sonia Jensen, says the numbers have bounced back since they were down in 2020 and 2021. She says she thinks more people are getting used to using public transportation. People are seeing the buses. They have a presence in the community. People begin to recognize them and maybe know people who have started to use them. I think just the more public transit becomes a fixture in St. Lawrence County, the more people begin to feel comfortable with it and potentially see it as something that they want to participate in, they want to ride. Jensen says once people know public transit works, they keep using it. She says the county's first mile, last mile program is a good example. It's when volunteer drivers will pick up transit riders from their homes or business and get them to the best bus stop. While ridership is up, the county still wants to make its public transit system better. So county legislators recently approved the purchase of an electronic passenger counting system. Jensen says they can use the data to evaluate the county's 16 bus routes and make changes. The overall goal of that is that we have better data about how the system is being used and with the goal of improving the routes. Jensen says right now drivers are collecting information at each stop with pencil and paper. She says with the new system, drivers will use the already installed specialized tablets. And she says one perk will be more accurate information about where riders are flagging down buses in between stops. It happens a lot, like along Route 68 uh, between Canton and Ogdensburg, um, but it can also happen um, anywhere that the bus is able to safely pull over um, and pick up a passenger. And so right now, it's kind of up to the individual driver's discretion how those riders get logged. 
Jensen says it'll be a while before data starts coming in. She says then they'll look at ways to make the public transit system more efficient. Catherine Wheeler, North Country Public Radio. Today we're going to hear from someone on the front lines of the battle against addiction, a volunteer who runs recovery groups in Malone. Anna Williams-Bergen has this North Country at Work story. Chris Hastings is in his 60s with short hair and glasses. He's a mental illness advocate. He also spends a lot of time trying to help people recover from substance abuse. You know, nobody grows up wanting to be an addict or an alcoholic. That's what happens. We just get there. Hastings is one of the people who can help. He's a trained facilitator for Smart Recovery. That's a self-help program for people struggling with addiction. It's kind of like a secular AA, with free meetings in towns across the U.S., including the one Hastings leads in Malone. Believe in the power of choice. We do the training for individuals with the tools we need in order to maintain and have recovery. Hastings works with people in person and online, teaching Smart Recovery's four-point program. First point is we build and maintain motivation. And then the second point is we learn to cope with our urges. And then part of what our tools do is they help us manage our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And that allows us to eventually live that balanced life. Hastings says that part of what makes him a good facilitator is that he's been there. He started using drugs and alcohol as a teen, looking for refuge from his mental illness. He went to prison a few times and struggled with homelessness. Hastings went to rehab for the first time in his mid-20s. It didn't get him clean, but it got him motivated. I was determined to get back on the route because I had had a taste of what it was like to be okay. Years later, Hastings was able to get sober using Rational Recovery, the predecessor to Smart Recovery. But Hastings didn't start leading recovery groups until about five years ago. He lost a nephew due to opioid addiction, and it inspired him to get trained as a Smart Recovery facilitator. Because I know where I would be right now if it weren't for recovery. At meetings, Hastings teaches people tools that help them feel in control of their choices. One is disputing irrational beliefs, learning to question harmful thinking. We do a lot of disputing of our own thinking. And eventually with that disputing of our thinking, it becomes natural. Eventually it becomes habit. Smart recovery helps people get and stay sober. But you don't have to be clean to come to their meetings. Hastings says that most of the people who come aren't, at least at first. And they're looking for hope. And that's all we offer. We offer hope. Hastings also works with friends and family of those struggling with addiction. They have their own meetings. We show people how to help get their family members into treatment a little bit easier. How not to fall victim into the chaos. To get your own sense of power back. Hastings' work can be heart-wrenching. He says he has a big support system that helps him deal with it. I have to stay well in order to help others because a lot of things hit home. So I need to be able to talk about those also. The thing that keeps me going is knowing the people that I've helped. One of the greatest motivator is when somebody's walking down the street and I see them and I know that they're doing well. Hastings got clean way before the opioid epidemic. He says opioids have transformed things. More people are dying and they're dying younger. But there are also more ways to help prevent overdose. This is scary. 
And that's why I'm so happy that they've made the Narcan and the test strips available to anyone and everyone. Test strips tell users if their drugs are laced with fentanyl, a highly potent opioid. This helps prevent accidental overdose. Narcan is the brand name of naloxone, a nasal spray that reverses opioid overdose by blocking the drugs from the brain. It's now available over the counter, and in New York State, anyone can administer it to help stop a fatal overdose. It only works on opiates. It won't affect people using other drugs. I carry Narcan everywhere I go. And we hand it out to anybody and everybody. No one knows when they may be able to save the life. For Hastings, helping people get sober is about keeping people alive. But it's also about giving back. People treated me to the point where I was able to find recovery. That's what I want. This is an opportunity because if one person hears about it, it's a win. And that's all that matters is somebody's life gets back on, on track because we are losing people left and right. Hastings Group for Family and Friends runs every Wednesday evening in Malone. Meetings for those struggling with addiction are every Tuesday. For North Country Public Radio's North Country at Work Project, I'm Anna Williams-Bergen. If you or someone you know wants to seek treatment for addiction, call the National Information Hotline at 1-800-662-4357. If you use substances, you can call the Never Use Alone hotline and have someone on the phone to help you in case of an overdose. That number is 877-696-1996. We have more news all the time and through the weekend on our website, ncpr.org. Music today by Eddie Lawrence of Moira and B. Children of Canton. Have a great weekend. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.